Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I am going to be talking about goddess and asteroid Hecate. Please sit back and enjoy. So today I am going to talk a little bit about goddess Hecate and give a little background into who she is and then talk about asteroid Hecate and what that means in the birth chart. And before I begin, there are two sources that I want to cite. Uh, Both sources are from Demetra George. And the first is a book called Mysteries of the Dark Moon. And the second is called Finding Our Way in the Dark. Uh, These are both excellent sources. I completely encourage you to uh, purchase them and check out Demetra's work. So the first thing that we're going to cover is Goddess Hecate. So Hecate is a primordial figure going all the way back to the beginning of time. She was said to be the daughter of Nix, which was the goddess of ancient night. Internally, Hecate is the guardian of our mysterious depths of our unconscious that links us to the collective unconscious. And this was a concept of Carl Jung's. Uh, The collective unconscious is basically... Uh, The memories of humankind, if you will. Uh, But that is another podcast entirely. She may have been derived from the Egyptian goddess Heket. In Greece, she was a pre-Olympic goddess. Uh, She is said to be the daughter of Asteria and Perses. Uh, She is portrayed as the torch-bearing moon goddess. She was associated with the Titans, who were pre-Olympic deities that Zeus had ousted. However, Zeus granted her dominion over heaven, earth, and the underworld. And the, the conquerors basically bended to her antiquity. She ruled the three great mysteries of birth, life, and death. Uh, Later, she was said to be the daughter of Zeus and Hera and was associated with only the underworld. Uh, She presided over magical enchantments and the newly dead. Her myth survived into Norway and Sweden as a wise woman who could divine. However, as patriarchy would have it, uh, she became associated with evil. Uh, The wise crone became the hag. And by the Middle Ages, folk magic and home remedies used by people of the countryside was seen as diabolical evil that needed to be destroyed. Uh, Those who patronized Hecate uh, were midwives, healers, seers, and they were seen as a threat to the church. And nine million women were burned. So, you know, that's fun. Uh, Hecate presides over childbirth and this was one of the reasons that she was downgraded later on because the birthing process was seen as unclean also uh, Hecate has been portrayed as a triple goddess uh, maiden mother crone birth life death heaven earth underworld she is associated with the moon and particularly the dark moon 
She has three sacred emblems, the key. She unlocks the secrets of the occult and the afterlife. The rope, which symbolizes the umbilical cord of rebirth and renewal. And the dagger, which is used to cut delusion and is a symbol of ritual power. Uh, This became to be known as the Athame later on. Uh, Hakate has the gifts of vision, magic, and regeneration. She is known as the Queen of Witches. She is also known as the Queen of Crossroads. The asteroid known as Hakate was discovered by J.C. Watson on July 11th, 1868. Hakate was the 100th asteroid found, and Hecaton is Greek for 100. So this is where the asteroid gets her name. And asteroid Hakate takes 5.4 years to orbit the sun. If you want to find Hecate in your birth chart, you can go to astro.com and go to extended chart calculations and select Hecate. So now we're going to talk a little bit about what Hecate means in the birth chart. And I'm going to start by giving a quote from Demetra George. And the quote is, quote, In the birth chart, Hecate is the guardian figure of our unconscious who enables us to converse with the hidden parts of our psyche. She is the archetypal shaman as she moves between the visible and invisible worlds in a fluid and facile way. Delving from insight into into the magical realms from the ultimate purpose of affecting healing and regeneration. When our relationship with Akate is positive, we may experience her as inspiration or prophetic dreams and visions. When we deny and reject Hecate, her shadow nature may make herself known by madness, nightmares, depression, stagnation, blocked creative energy, or real or imagined persecution. So that's what she stands for in the birth chart, just like how Venus would be, you know, how you how you how you love in the birth chart. What I think is important to note here is that there's always a light and dark side to things. Uh, Sometimes when we learn new things about our birth charts, there's a tendency to internalize them. I encourage you not to internalize them, but more to be curious about them. It's really easy to hear something and go, oh, great, I'm doomed. Uh, I encourage you not to do that. (laughs) I encourage you to take some time to reframe it as, A statement like, oh, yes, I'm discovering and acknowledging new things about myself, and this will only help me to do better. Uh, We've got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Sometimes, you know, looking at the darker side of things isn't always fun, but it can be interesting and we can learn a lot from it. So what I'm going to do now, I've introduced you to goddess Hakate. I've introduced you to asteroid Hakate and what she means in the birth chart. So I'm going to take you through the signs and the houses of what the keywords are for them. And then what you're going to have to do is kind of mix and match. So let me give you an example of this. So for example, I have Hakate in Leo 
in my 10th house. So Leo is confident and creative and dramatic and proud. On the lower vibration, though, Leo can be arrogant and egocentric. (laughs) The 10th house deals with reputation, career, overall life purpose. So now I have to put those two things together is what Hakate can mean in my chart. So Hakate for me expresses herself with with confidence and through creativity. So when my relationship with Hakate is positive, I delve into my psyche with confidence and probably through some type of creative pursuit. Uh, And this is linked to my overall life purpose because she lives in my 10th house of career and overall life purpose. So just to keep with me as the example and to tell you a little bit about myself, um, for a long time I was a therapist. So for a long time I delved into people's psyches and that was my career. Uh, I'm still in that career but in a different way. Uh, For a long time, and I still am a part of a dance community and I have performed and taught classes in dance. I also have an interest in the occult, astrology, alternative healing practices. I've also studied alternative therapeutic practices such as dance therapy. Um, And I've taught healing movement classes. And, you know, hey, I'm on a podcast now teaching you about astrology and a dark goddess. So uh, this is just an example of how to do this as I'm going through. So here we go. So we are going to start with Aries and the first house. So Hakate in Aries, Hakate in the first house. The statement for Aries is I am, and Aries is ruled by Mars, the warrior planet. So the key words for Aries is courageous, independent, and assertive. And on the low vibration, Aries can be inconsiderate, pushy, and self-centered. The first house keywords are physical appearance, identity, and personality. So I imagine someone who has Hecate in Aries, the way that they have their deep experience is that they are very connected to themselves and they very much take, they're, they're very much about taking action, especially towards themselves. And they may connect to their, their psyche by doing or having a deep experience through like, through physical action. Like, I just imagine someone, like, they're the type of person that just needs to take a run to clear their head and to connect to themselves. With Hakate in the first house, I just imagine someone who has a very uh, fierce and uh, a very fierce and uh, very just a just a presence, just a very assertive presence. 
Uh, so that is Hakate in the first house and Hakate in Aries. Hakate in Taurus and Hakate in the second house. So Taurus is ruled by Venus. And the statement for Taurus is I have. The keywords for Taurus are grounded, consistent, dependable, resourceful, productive, and sensual. Taurus is all about the senses. Um, they, they love good food and they love comfort. <laughs> and on the low vibration, Taurus can be stubborn and possessive. Remember, we're going to be talking about light and dark here. <laughs> and Taurus rules the second house, which is the house of possessions. Um, but this isn't necessarily p- material possessions, all the time. It's also how we value ourselves or just the things that we value in life. Um, But the second house uh, is the talents that we have to generate resources, incomes, possessions, and again, self-worth. So I imagine that somebody who has Hecate in Taurus is that they need some something in the tangible world that connects that connects them to liminal space. So this could be like, you know, a bath that is, you know, has lavender scent or some type of scent that you like, cooking food that you really like, doing some type of physical act that you like, massage, sex, take your pick. Um, just anything that embraces the senses. And in the second house, I just imagine that there needs to be some type of tangible thing that they use to connect themselves to their psyche or some some deep experience. I just, I, I, you know, Hakate is how you witch. So I imagine somebody, you know, if they're into those types of practices, they probably have a lot of things that they that they use, but they need something tangible that connects them to that part of themselves. Like it's got to be in the body. Or they've got to be feeling it in the body. Or there's just got to be something tangible that they can touch, smell, hear. So along those lines. Hecate and Gemini and the third house. So Gemini, the statement is, I think. The keywords for Gemini are intellectual, curious, communicative, and on the low vibration can be superficial, unreliable, and scattered. Uh, Geminis love to consume information. I imagine someone with Hecate and Gemini really wanting to learn about their psyche, learn about the occult, and use that knowledge to understand uh, themselves as a person and just understand, you know, the great mysteries in general. Uh, the third house is communicating interacting with our immediate environment and siblings. With Akate being in the third house or Gemini, I imagine the person will want to connect with their unconscious literally through speaking and writing about it. And that's if they have Gemini, that's probably how they would connect to that energy is through some type of communication, through some type of learning. 
uh, Hakate in Cancer and the fourth house. The statement for Cancer is I feel. And the key words for Cancer is nurturing, caring, protective, intuitive, sympathetic. On the lower vibration can be dependent and needy. Uh, the fourth house is the root. It is the home, it's family, it's foundations. And cancer is ruled by the moon. And as you may remember, when I talked about goddess Hecate, she is associated with the moon. So I imagine if you have Hecate and cancer, you... I have I have a suspicion that it's probably a very easy flow of energy just because Hakate is associated with the moon. I imagine someone with Hakate and Cancer uh, would get a great deal out of doing ancestor work and possibly midwifery or some type of healing art just because of its connection to the moon, the mother, and with uh, rule, with it ruling the fourth house being that of the home. But just because you have a kate in cancer doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a midwife. <laughs> uh, but I could definitely see some type of healing art. Um, they will probably have a natural crone energy to them, even if they're like, a, even from like a young age, like just like that old soul vibe. Uh, also, back in the back in the day, people had statues of Akate in their home for protection. So, just a little tidbit there about uh, the links of Goddess Akate with fourth house and the sign of Cancer. Hakate uh, in the fourth house. The fourth house is associated with the lowest point of the birth chart. Um, so again, I would say that the link to the unconscious can be done through like ancestor work or by having a space in your home in which you do your workings, what, no matter what that is, if that's just a space carved out for you that you can go and read and have your tea or like an art room or something like that, just a place that is a, that is a safe space for you where you can be and create. I would also say, too, that someone with uh, Hakate in Cancer or Hakate in the fourth house um, would be very drawn to being a caregiver of some sort. So Hakate in Leo, Hakate in the fifth house, uh, Leo rules the fifth house, and the planet associated with Leo is the sun, or the luminary, I should say, that is associated with Leo is the sun. The statement for Leo is I will. So Leo is enthusiastic and creative and confident. And as I said earlier, when I talked about my my Hecate being in Leo, um, on the low vibration can be arrogant and egocentric. <laughs> like I said, we got to look the light and dark of all of this. <laughs> Uh, the fifth house is about hobbies, children, and our creative side. Uh, I imagine someone with Hecate in Leo, uh, and like I said, when I used myself as an example, you know, they link to the liminal space 
or their psyche or um, their deep experiences through something creative. And they can communicate with her when like they're in the zone. This could also be, and this I said that the fifth house is the house of children. This could also be maybe you link your deep experiences through your children. I'm not talking about that thing where you live vicariously through your children because that I know that is portrayed as like something that is unhealthy. But if we're going from the viewpoint of like Hakate being our link to our deep experiences, our psyche, uh, we that might be a way that you see that as the reflections in your children. And when I say children here, that could also be your creative side. I know uh, Tori Amos referred to her songs as her girls or her children. So that's another way of thinking about that. Hakate in, in Virgo, Hakate in the sixth house. So Mercury is the ruling planet of Virgo. And the statement for Virgo is I integrate. The key words are analytic, useful, efficient, perfecting. On the low vibration, we can be nagging and controlling. And I say this as a Virgo sun. Yeah, it's kind of true. But like I said, light and dark side of everything. (laughs) And the sixth house is your job, your daily routines, your health. So Hakate in Virgo, Hakate living in the sixth house, deep experience most likely can come through the healing of others and healing of self. Uh, I kind of imagine like Hakate being like a therapist here. <laughs> And, you know, but it may not be it may not be therapy, it may just be some type of heal. There's a million healing professions out there, you know, both uh, traditional healing and uh, like alternative healing. So and I, I imagine too, that like her being negatively expressed here could come out as like, you know, anxiety or illness, because it is that sixth house of health and illness and daily routines. So that's Hakate and Virgo and or in the sixth house. Hakate in Libra, Hakate in the seventh house. The sentence for or statement for Libra is I balance. And the keywords for Libra are sharing, cooperative, charming. And on the low vibration can be manipulative and indecisive. (laughs) The seventh house is the house of relationships, uh, mainly associated with marriage. But I really see this as like relationships with anyone. Um, Like it could be business or uh, friendships, although friendships are more in the 11th house. But still, Uh, Sometimes we have, you know, deep friendships that have nothing to do with marriage or sex or anything like that. Um, So the deep experience that you may connect to or the way you connect to your psyche is through relating to other people. 
Um, with Hecate in the seventh or with Hecate in Libra, I imagine the person can learn a great deal about the hidden parts of their psyche through the relationships that they have with other people. And if Hecate is expressed positively, this could be a very uh, powerful experience and a very positive experience. But if it's negative, it could be destructive. And when I thought of this, the first thing I thought of was like the relationship between a narcissist and an empath, where, you know, uh, everybody's there seeing each other's deep, dark psyches, but it has a tendency, to, it, it's destructive. So uh, that's, that's how I imagine that. Hecate and Scorpio, Hecate in the eighth house. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm a Scorpio rising and I, I love Scorpio. Uh, the statement for Scorpio is I desire. And the key words are deep, penetrating, intense, passionate and transforming. On the low vibration, we can be, I say we, <laughs> can be suspicious, compulsive and vengeful. That's where all those memes come from of like, Scorpios are assholes. The eighth house is the house of death. <laughs> and the house of transformation, inheritances, and shared resources. And you're like, what do inheritances and shared resources have, have to do with death? Well, someone dies, you may inherit what they have. Uh, it's also not lost on us that you know, the eighth house is right after the seventh house of relationships. So that takes you into shared incomes and things like that. So that's why the eighth house has the shared incomes or shared resources along with death and inheritances. One of Hecate's superpowers is that uh, is uh, regeneration. And that's what the eighth house is. I imagine that like, like with the having Hecate and Cancer where, you know, the Cancer is ruled by the moon and she's associated with the moon. Scorpio is associated with transformation, regeneration, rebirth, death, all of those things. So is Hecate. So I imagine that this is a pretty comfortable placement for her. And it, she is the queen of crossroads. She ushered the newly dead soul's into the underworld. That was like one of her jobs. <laughs> so yeah, this I would imagine is a comfortable place for her. Um, I imagine someone with Hecate in the eighth or in Scorpio um, will have a deep connection to occult practices, things like tarot and astrology and witchcraft and just just all of that, just all of that more dark side stuff. <laughs> will be more accessible to a person that has Hecate in Scorpio or Hecate in the eighth house. It wouldn't surprise me like, you know, you know, people with Hecate and Scorpio or the eighth, you know, like, oh, yeah, I was in a coven one time. It was fun. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of person, someone, you know, someone who's in, into astrology, you might be listening to this podcast right now. Hecate in Sagittarius, Hecate in the ninth house. So the statement for Sagittarius is I see, and Hecate is a seer, and um, many seers patronized her. 
Uh, the key words for Sagittarius are open-minded, adventurous, philosophical, and the lower vibration can be opinionated and self-indulgent. And as a Sag moon, I relate. <laughs> the ninth house keywords are foreign travel, larger viewpoints, and higher education. So if you have Hecate in Sagittarius, or if Hecate lives in the ninth house, your deep experiences are going to come from higher education. Like you want to know everything there is to know. <laughs> it could also come from travel and foreign places and connecting with foreign people. Like those are the kind of experiences that bring you closer to who you are. Those are the types of things that cause you to have a deep dive. And this doesn't necessarily mean that like, oh, great, now I've got to travel the world to have that deep experience. This could be just something as simple as like getting in a car and driving for a couple hours. I don't know if there's anyone who loves doing that, but I can safely say that I love doing a long car ride where it's just me and my music. So that is what I imagine like if you have Hecate and Sagittarius or Hakate in the ninth house, there is just this real sense of adventure. There is a sense of, you know, I want to understand the big picture. I want to know more. I want to feel more. Uh, Sagittarius is ruled, ruled by Jupiter. So there's always like more, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. Uh, so yeah, if you delve into that side of you, that could, um, you know, that could become very expansive. Hakate in Capricorn, Hecate in the 10th house. So Capricorn rules the 10th house and the ruling planet is Saturn. The statement for Capricorn is I use. And the key words are structure, industrious, mature, and successful. On the low vibration, Capricorn can be very controlling and rigid. I mean, think Saturn, ruled by Saturn. It has to be this way. It has to fit in this box and only this box. And you only have a finite amount of time to be on this planet. So get it together. So that's the type of energy that we're dealing with. Uh, keywords for the 10th house, uh, kind of went over this already, but um, career, public reputation, life purpose. Um, I can't help but think of like Hakate and Capricorn would be someone who owns an occult bookshop because it just speaks to that whole brick and mortar thing with Capricorn. And and someone who has Hakate in the 10th house, like, this might be how you earn your living. And if you remember from what I was saying about myself personally, for a long time, I, I earned my living by delving into helping people delve into their psyches. And you know, any good therapist knows that they have to delve into their own psyches again and again and again and again, because we're constantly dealing with other people's stuff, which means we're dealing with our stuff as well. So, but I imagine, too, that someone who has has it in this house or in this sign, like, it could be, you know, they, they build something, you know, they build something out of it. You know, they they might have a job like, you know, as an astrologer, as a, you know, tarot reader or something like that. Hecate in Aquarius, Hecate in the 11th house. So 
The statement for Aquarius is I know. And the traditional ruler for Aquarius is Saturn. The modern ruler is Uranus. So Aquarius, the key words are visionary, futuristic, eccentric, and on the lower vibration can be erratic and unreliable. The 11th house keywords are community, causes, friends, the future of society, groups. So the deep experience that someone with Hecate and Aquarius or Hecate in the 11th house, I imagine is going to take place in a communal type setting or it's going to be centered around fighting for some type of cause, no matter what it is. But Aquarius is really concerned about the future. And Aquarius is one of those signs where, yeah, there it's just future, future, future. It's hard to bring them into the present. And the 11th house is community. So yeah, I imagine the deep experiences that someone would have is, you know, a real connection with community or um, trying to be a part of an organization or a cause. And last but not least, Hakate and Pisces, Hakate and the 12th house. So the statement for Pisces is, I believe... And the key words for Pisces is sensitive, compassionate, spiritual, psychic. On the down, on the low vibration, they can be confused and victimized. The 12th house keywords are spiritual quest, service to others, confinements, and karma. The 12th house is one of those houses. In traditional, it's called the bad place. <laughs> or House of Hidden Enemies. Uh, But the 12th house is really just, it's that, to me, it's that mysterious house. It's what was happening before you were born. So, So like when you're looking at your 12th house, that's what was going on like hours before you were born. So it's just really, it's this mysterious house to begin with. And Pisces is a bit of a mysterious sign. Pisces is the ruler of the 12th house. And it really is just that dissolved, we are all one sort of energy. I mean, Pisces is they're very compassionate, they want to be one with everything. They're a lover, not a fighter sort sort of sign. And so I mean, Hakate rules liminal space, she's the queen of crossroads. You know, I would imagine that Pisces in the 12th house is her absolute jam. So if you have, you know, her and Pisces or her in the 12th house, it's probably pretty easy for you to connect to her depending on what your aspects are. But you're probably connecting to her through like spiritual practices, uh, meditation, service to others. Uh, that's how you take your psychic deep dive if you have Hakate and Pisces, Hakate in the 12th house. So I've taken you through the signs and I've taken you through the houses. 
I think one of the things that's important to note is that, I mean, this is just kind of an overview of like, this is what Hakate is like in this sign. This is what how she is in this house. And you're going to have to kind of mix and match them. Because you may have Hakate and Pisces, but it's in the fifth house. So you're going to have to take what I've said and kind of mix and match and, and reflect on your own life and see how that speaks to you. One of the things that I would like to note is that it's, uh, it does depend on how she's aspected. That's too, there's too many variables to go for to be able to go into that and to um, this podcast. Uh, I mean, I can say that like, if she's in a square aspect, or an opposition, that's going to be a more challenging flow of energy. Uh, but if you've or a conjunction, but if you've got, you know, a sextile, if she's sextiling or trining another planet in your chart, you know, that's an easier flow of energy. So those points are important too to look at. Um, but for our purposes here today, we're just talking about the sign and we're talking about the house. So hopefully this gave you an just an overall view of what Hecate symbolizes in the chart. I hope it was helpful. And if you want to know more, you can contact us at somethinginthestars.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at somethinginthestars. But I appreciate you listening. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.